0: Welcome to episode 56 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business.
1: We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be continuing our discussion on entering the personal training fields and expand into online training best practices. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show.
0: All right. First ever in achieve podcast history Friday episode
1: bonus episode
0: boom, boom. <laughs> um, we got a we got a pretty good response out of this last um, the last episode I think a lot of trainers were um, happy about the the advice that we gave and um, hopefully we inspired some of you to uh, go out and pursue a career if that's something that you're interested in. Um, We got a question, a follow-up question from Fit Foodie Michaela.
1: Who's also one of our interns. (laughs)
0: Um, And she asked if we recommended the FMS online course. Um, Because right now, I think the vast majority of their work right now is online, um, which makes sense. I mean, it's just basically a course to go over um, what the screen actually entails. Um, we were lucky enough to learn directly from Gray Cook and Lee Burton, who actually made up the entire Functional Movement Systems organization. Um, so that was like a very special experience. And then to see the online platform um, later on when one of our coaches went through it, it was a little bit um, underwhelming, I guess. Yeah. But I guess it was because it was such a it was such a pivotal moment for us in our careers where it kind of like really changed the way we thought about movement and fitness and stuff like that, that, um, that it would like any, literally anything would have been kind of underwhelming. Right. (laughs) Um, but in terms of, um, in terms of the functional movement systems, I would say that if you have the opportunity to travel, like nothing too far or, um, too like expensive, I would try to really recommend taking an in-person, course. Um I know that there are some course courses um like all around the world um but it's just not as prevalent prevalent as it once was. So if possible take an in person one. But you know, taking the online one is going to be fine because you're gonna get the information.
1: Yeah. In and another just like reason to advocate for the in person courses, we actually met Keith Foley at Hmm. our FMS in 2000. I mean, when was that? Like 2009. 2009, Yeah. Um, who is now one of the like PTs that we refer to and have this like great relationship with, um, and refer a lot of our achievers to. And like, we wouldn't have met him or known him if we hadn't gone. So you never know the people that you're going to meet, the connections that you're going to make at any in-person, um, course or certification. So online courses can be great. Um, but there's something special about those in-person, um, courses and certs where you actually get to meet fellow professionals and people who are in a similar mindset to you.
0: Yeah. And it could be good just to like connect with a um, like, let's say you take the online one. Like the reason why you like the in-person one is because you can ask questions right like on the spot about like how to implement it or how this works in an everyday like life situation. Um, Whereas the online course, you're kind of left to take all that and kind of like try to apply it for yourself without maybe a perfect understanding of it so maybe connecting with a functional movement systems like certified instructor of some sort or maybe reaching out through um, I think they've they've got a Facebook community group or something like that that you can reach out to um, you, there are other ways to kind of supplement the knowledge instead of just taking the online course and then kind of being done with it sort of thing yeah yeah
1: cool cool All right. So we're going to continue the discussion from the previous podcast, but go in a slightly different route. So last podcast, we were talking more about um, becoming a trainer in the trenches where you're like working with people hands on. Um, And we also got a question about online training. So this one was from Justin Rao 23. And he said, do you guys have any recommendations for personal trainers that are trying to help more people by working through online training? How do I go about setting up online training? Thanks so much.
0: Okay, cool. So online training, I mean, it's a hot topic right now because it's going to be a little bit more scalable um, and just a little bit more, uh, maybe maybe financially uh, more enticing down the road kind of thing. Um, the issue that happens is when people start their online training business or company and they do it, they try to sell people way too quickly on their product rather than just like talking about programming or fitness. So something that um, was helpful for um, me to understand when we were first starting out like social media stuff, um, we were listening to a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk and he was talking about personal brand and he says that there's like a kind of a negative association at this point associated with personal branding. It becomes more like kind of like sleazy markety term, right? And he was like, it's helpful for, you, for people to think about it in terms of it just being your part of your reputation, And when you treat it as part of your reputation, you behave a different way. And so we probably all know the person that we've barely spoken to in high school, but has suddenly reached out to us with some sort of MLM scheme about like, hey, here's uh, our supplement products or here's this random thing that's going to change your life. Um, And it's a big scheme without like we haven't even talked to that person in forever. However, if your best friend hits you up and says, hey, you got to check out this restaurant or, hey, you got to check out my personal trainer or therapist or whatever it might be, you're going to be much more inclined to actually take them up on that offer because they've developed that trust for years and years and years. And you know that they're not going to try to swindle you into some sort of behavior just for some just for some monetary cause. And so it's really important to know that when you're setting up anything online, it's just like in-person relationship building. You have to build relationships for a very long time before you start to sell some sort of product or service. Um, and if you notice on our Achieve page, like we built up a decent size following, but we haven't really tried to sell any sort of product or service online because we're just trying to build value and trust and rapport. The only thing that we've tried to sell is a in-person workshop, which we think is super valuable. It's not just like a a mail-in like random thing that we just kind of post online once and never talk about it again. Um, So it's just really helpful to think about in terms of, Hey, this is actually your reputation, not a platform for you to just sell things.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember being a newer coach in the industry and I'm trying to remember, like, who did I buy programs from? Because that was something I did a lot was I would buy programs from trainers that I felt like I respected and yeah. trusted Um because I wanted to learn how they were doing things and I wanted to learn from them. So I would buy it as a consumer, even though I was a trainer. Um And it was people like Jen Sinkler, who I watched for probably two, three years before I ever bought anything from her and before I ever felt like she was selling me on anything she just was like a cool person who I thought was out there to help people and was super nice and was you know like always just offering advice and always offering free content and then when she had a product come out I was like Yeah, I want to know more from her. Yeah, totally. And so and I mean the same thing, it was we've only really bought from people who we've either gained respect for over time like that or have met in person. So people like Mike Boyle or Eric Cressy, who we got to see at Perform Better, hear them speak, interact with them in person, and Mm -hmm. then decide, Okay, cool, I trust this person, I'm gonna go ahead and buy their product. So it really it's all about trust. It's not about putting out it's not even about putting out the best information. You might have great information, but yeah. if, you had, if you haven't built trust first, nobody's going to listen to what you have to say. Um, so you have to spend a lot of time putting in the effort to get to know people on a personal level, interact with your followers, like mm-hmm. make sure that you respond to comments and respond to messages mm-hmm. and um, just do your best to be a helpful, good person, because that's what's going to actually help you then help more people.
0: Yeah. And so it helps in terms of social media, just viewing it as a platform for you to just just kind of write down and post pictures and videos of what your daily thought process is not as a means to an end to sell your service down the road. Because as soon as you make that decision that this platform is going to be used to sell the end consumer on something, it automatically just changes your behavior and your thought process behind your posts. And it makes it so it's not just value adding to the other person. It ends up being more kind of like there's something that changes the 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 dynamic. Wow, the dynamic, well, the dynamic <laughs> changes um, with the whole process. So it just helps for you to think about. Hey, I'm just going to write down what I'm thinking, what I'm learning, what I'm implementing that's been doing well. Um, but as soon as you start to attach some sort of sale even down the line with it, then you'll start to become like a PR version of yourself and like just make it way too promotey and like hypey and it just becomes very inauthentic. So it really helps to just be like, hey, I coached this person today. This worked really well. This is a cue I use or this is an exercise that I use with this person. Hey, I use this nutritional approach with this person and worked out really well. And just aim to give as much possible value and information as possible. What you really don't want to do is withhold any information because all this information, like like literally all the experts know, it's all information that's been commoditized as long as you've been training for a long period of time. So it's, it's all information that's out there. It's up to you to add your sort of brand flavor and spin on it um, that makes it special and unique.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's an important point: is that unless you really are coming up with a new training system, yeah. which is very rare, um, <laughs> then you are just putting together a compilation of everything that you've learned. And but there's a reason; there has to be a reason that you feel like there's value in you putting it out differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Just regurgitating the information that's already out there isn't going to be good, but, or isn't going to be that like, it's not going to come across as anything new or anything special to the consumer but if you have built up this like reason for people to listen to you whether it's your personality or that you connect with people in a different way or that you you communicate in a different way and and people like to listen to what you have to say like there has to be a different a reason why you present it differently that makes it more valuable to that person um and so it and it's going to be different for everyone some people it's going to be like a more like military type approach where it's like no BS and just yeah, like yeah. they get to the point point, like, and that resonates with some people. Some people don't want the fluff and the extra, mm-hmm. you know, happy stuff. And then for our consumers, they're going to be more likely to be people who are looking for a more gentle approach and who aren't going to be feel like they're being spoken down to, that they feel supported, whatever, however you're going to present it, just make it unique to you and make it authentic to you so that it really does come across as something unique and special.
0: Yeah. And so in, in terms of again, providing the information, like there's no need to guard your information again because it's mm-hmm. commoditized. The big thing that's going to happen is people are going to reach out to you if you're presenting the information in, you know, a good way. They're going to reach out to you with their specific situation and their specific context. And that's really where the magic lies. Then you can give contextual advice, contextual information based on your experience. And that's really where all the value and all the magic kind of happens. Um, so like for us, it's like people understand that we advocate strength training. But then it's like, okay, what if I have one day a week to work out? What if I have five days a week to work out? How would your information change? Or what if I don't, uh, what if I have kids or what if I travel all the time, then we now have um, an opportunity to provide even more value and say, Hey, this is what you can do from this standpoint and this standpoint. And then really then goes further into discussion, further into value building. Um, and then, you know, later on after years and years and posts and posts of of doing that, then people are going to be more likely to purchase something that you think is valuable for that end consumer.
1: Yeah. Cool. So When we're talking about online training, there's a lot of different routes that you can go with this, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to also break down kind of the different ways you can do this, because if you're talking about um, online training as in one-on-one training, like you have an online client and you write a program for them and you follow Mm -hmm. up via email with them and you watch their videos, not going to lie, that takes way more time than having an in-person client. Yeah. <laughs> so just so you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, it'd be so much easier if I could just do train people online. I'll just write them a program and send it off to them and kind of like I could have more clients that way. It takes so much more time. You have to, if, if you're willing to give a good experience, you have to watch their videos. You have to give them feedback. You have mm-hmm. to reevaluate where they're at. You can't see them in person. So giving them corrections is a little bit harder. It takes Longer because you have to give them a correction and then see if they were able to implement that correction via video and then totally. re give them another correction if it didn't work. <laughs> so just know that online training one on one is actually probably, I would say, a much bigger undertaking than a lot of people think it is.
0: Yeah, I think people view it as a little more of a glamorous like, oh, I can just work from home and like make it be <laughs> flexible hours and whatnot. Um, you know, and there are some perks of it, um, but yeah, it's it's something that Laura and I haven't really heavily pursued. It's only if you know if colleagues and friends of ours like ask us personally, then we'll help them out. But um, the way we structure it is, we'll we'll put together a program for $199 for that month. So that program lasts about four weeks, and then we basically give them once a week video support. Um, where they send in, let's say, every Monday, they send in videos of their their lifts. Then we just give them feedback, and then next Monday, they'll send over some more videos and we'll give them feedback, um, that sort of thing. The monthly thing seems to be better, so you just want to make sure that you price it appropriately where it's not just that hour or however long it takes you to write that program time, but also factoring in that there needs to be these checkups um, if you want that person to succeed on that program. Mm -hmm. And so... um, for us, it's $199. It probably should be even higher based on the, the level of support that we give, but it, it's just tough at a certain point to charge even more for a service like that. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would start, I would probably just start there, just setting up some sort of monthly cost. Initially, I would make it uh, cheaper um, just because you just want to build up a online client base in general. So maybe it might be. 99 or 149 or whatever it might be. Um, And that just helps you to get the ball rolling, get testimonials, have an opportunity to write about these people and their success stories as they're going throughout the process. And then eventually, slowly over time, you can start to raise your rates, raise your rates as you especially um, start having less and less time because you're accruing more and more um, of a clientele.
1: Right so yeah that would be that's the way we set up ours again we do it for a very small population and typically we do it for people that we have either worked with before or are people in the industry who we know already have kind of a good um, basis of movement because also if you're working with brand new people then you probably want to do some form of assessment as well Mm -hmm. Um, so that could be another additional cost if you want to do like a $99 assessment where you initially do like an FMS if that's what you do or whatever type of assessment you do have that be separate to have that be a one-time fee and then charge for your actual programming and coaching. Um, When we don't, we only do that for someone who we've never seen move before. Um, But that's an important like add on that you would want to do. And then once you get to the point, which hopefully you do of like, okay, I have too many people and I don't have any time to take on more clients. Then you can start exploring something that's a little bit more generic that is still in line with your programming values and what you've learned and what you know works for most people and put out a more generic program for many people to do as opposed to everybody having their own individualized program.
0: Yeah. And you see this um, all the time with different um, online trainers, like they have a nine ninety nine dollars a month service or like a $29.99, $49.99, that sort of thing where it's kind of like a, a basic generic program that they know that a lot of people have access to that equipment or a lot of people can generally do, even if they have some level of pain, they basically put out this sort of um, recurring workout model. Um, And so if you're going to go along with that route, you're going to have to um, subscribe to some sort of service Um, that might be exercise.com. We've looked into trainerize.com. We've looked into, there's a number of platforms that you're going to want to look into and kind of feel for yourself, which one seems to work the best for you. Um, I think that is definitely the most scalable option and and less time consuming as the process goes along. Mm-hmm. A little bit more time consuming on the front end because you're going to have to probably shoot a bunch of videos for yourself. You're going to have to do a lot of like the admin stuff on the front end to make sure it runs smoothly on the back end. That sort of thing. Um, you know, Lauren and I have like really gone back and forth with this because we're just we just want to make sure that it's. We're not just scaling just to scale and monetize and just to monetize because we've gotten a lot of requests for this. We want to make sure that we're thoughtful about this because we want to put together a really good product, not just something that's just like, hey, here's this workout. Everyone should be able to do it because, again, everyone has different contexts and different situations that we want to make sure that we provide the best level of value for. And again, this goes all the way back to us trying to do all this because just to help the end consumer if we were only thinking initially about monetizing about putting t- together an online program then we'd have jumped on this as soon as we had probably like 10,000 followers yeah, right yeah. and it would have just just changed the dynamic and we wouldn't have grown as quickly as we would have so again this just kind of just goes all the way back to your original why and why you're building out the stuff in the first place um, but yeah Exercise arise.com exercise.com like those are pretty good options for you to start the Kind of like general scaling process, if that's something that you're interested in.
1: Yeah, um, and then I mean, I think those are kind of the two routes you can go, or there are other yeah. routes to I go. I mean, I with guess the other the route
0: could be instead of subscribing to a service, you could just have like your own private Vimeo or YouTube library channel, mm-hmm. and you send people like you, you have a group of like ten people that you send a general workout out to, um, and it's on an Excel spreadsheet. And you send them the YouTube or Vimeo link library that they can have access to. I guess you can do it that way. Um,
1: I guess I would just say that the the worst thing you can do is put out a product and have no follow up or like. Yeah. Like, it has to... Like, I'm trying to think of some that I've been disappointed in. And mm-hmm. usually the reason I'm disappointed is I feel like there wasn't... There just wasn't a lot of care put in. Yeah. Like, there wasn't... Or that the they didn't care about me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know? Like, it, and it really does matter. Like, if all I want to see is, like, that you're taking what my potential situation might be into consideration. Um, and then that also like there's modifications and there's different things that in there that make you feel like you're taking care of, as opposed to just this black and white program that maybe somebody just jotted down on a piece of paper, wrote it out, sent it out and charged me 20 bucks for. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, like, that was kind of a, yeah, like it feels like it was a waste of money. Whereas if you, if there's care put into it, if there's a clear reason behind each exercise and why that is an important exercise and if you can portray that in some way, um, I think that that's just really what people are looking for is that they feel like they actually were taken into consideration and what, what they're probably going through is through is taken into consideration. Yeah,
0: And if, and if you, if you can successfully pull something off like that, like, people are going to be much more likely to be repeat buyers right. and repeat purchasers. Like, um, you know, like a lot of people will do this where they develop a following and then they'll put out a product where they just kind of mail it in and just want the purchases on that front end. And a lot of people buy that product. And then once they buy it, they get kind of left with a bad taste in their mouth and then they never rebuy in the future. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that this whole, this whole process gets tainted because the original sort of Goal was tainted from the beginning, so yeah. it's always keeping the end goal in mind of hey, I want to help people, which is actually what he put in that original DM, which I, yeah. which I like. Instead of being like, how can I monetize my platform to build an online career? Right, he sort said, of, how yeah. can I
1: help more people? Because that the reality is, if you are a trainer or you're a gym owner, there are only so many people who can fit in the doors of your facility, and so there are only so many people that you can help in your local area. And online training gives us an amazing opportunity to reach people throughout the country, throughout the world who who might not have access to great training in their area. Um, and so the opportunity to help more people is absolutely there as long as you're taking that opportunity seriously. And you're really respecting that that's what this is about and not about just making more money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Um, like we've successfully gone through, um, online training for various events, like for our first and second, actually, um, SFG kettlebell certifications, we went through Joe Sanzalone yeah. um, and the online training process was great, but it was also because he cared about our success and we could constantly just check in with him. Um, so yeah, I guess, um, not sure where I was going with that, but just saying that online training is good. It just needs to co- come with a level of it's care. It's good when it comes to level of care. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's what we're getting at.
0: Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's like this is this whole online training thing is something that we have been talking about getting into in terms of just making sure that we can provide some sort of option because we get people DMing us all the time about like, hey, do you offer online training? Do you have an app? And because they associate us with a lot of these other online trainers with big followings that um, that they just want to jump on our platform. But we just want to be thoughtful about the process and not just try to monetize for the sake of monetizing, but making sure that how can we deliver this information with care and support and make sure that we're using this product or service as another value builder not just a one-time thing where we kind of just like mail it in yeah yeah cool so that's online training right there that's what
1: we've got for you for online training
0: yeah so yeah if if you're just starting out just to summarize price it cheaply like maybe even free for some of like your closest friends or whatever because you just need that initial sort of like buzz going about how to actually like like, hey, this has been successful. This has worked for this person. I'm putting together an online program. Eventually, people start messaging you, and then you can build more and more rapport. But just know that this is going to be a two-, three-year-, four-year journey of just building this trust and rapport. It's not going to be, all right, online training. Who's who's Who, who wants to online trade with me? I only have a few spots left. Like yeah. People just see right <laughs> through that stuff. So um, just be thoughtful about it. Take the long-term approach, and uh, you'll be successful in the end.
1: All right, cool. So I think that is all we have for you for our bonus round, our bonus Friday round today. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really appreciate the questions, and we hope that this has been helpful for any aspiring trainers out there. If you have any other questions, either regarding personal training or just general health, fitness, and nutrition questions, please send us a DM at AchieveFitnessBoston on Instagram, or you can email us at podcast at AchieveFitnessBoston.com. And until next
0: time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles.